Hello, and welcome to Every Plant Deserves a Podcast. I'm Stacey Hervella, and this is episode three, in which we'll be covering the Norfolk Island pine, known botanically as Araucaria heterophylla. We've chosen this plant for today's episode because it's late November when we're recording here, and that means that if they aren't already, stores are going to be filled with pots and pots of this large, vaguely pine-looking tree. Some may have glitter on them, unfortunately, others may be adorned with some ornaments, and still others may be mercifully unadulterated. But all of them are out there with the intention of selling them as some sort of living Christmas tree that can continue life as a houseplant beyond the holidays. Let's get started looking at this plant in nature. I usually like to start by discussing the scientific name of the plant that we're covering, but in this case, I think it makes more sense to actually start with its common name, Norfolk Island Pine. And interestingly, there are parts of both its common and scientific name that are a bit of a misnomer. With the common name, that is the pine part, as it is not a pine, nor is it remotely related to pines, aside from being a fellow gymnosperm slash conifer. It is, however, indeed from Norfolk Island, which is a small territory 877 miles east of the coast of Brisbane, Australia, and it is an Australian territory. It is quite far out in the South Pacific. Norfolk Island pine is so intimately associated with Norfolk Island itself that it is literally the centerpiece of the territory's flag design. The flag is two green bars with what is very clearly a Norfolk Island pine in the center. The misnomer part of its scientific name, Araucaria heterophylla, is the Araucaria part. That comes from Arauco, a city on the coast in central Chile. And it's named for a similar tree, Araucaria araucana, also known as the monkey puzzle tree. Now, monkey puzzle trees, which are commonly grown as a landscape or garden tree in milder parts of the U.S. and are a very cool plant in their own right, are in fact native to Chile. However, Araucaria heterophylla is most definitely native to Norfolk Island. So what's the explanation? Because the genus was already established, even as closely related plants were discovered in other parts of the world, they had to be assigned the existing genus Araucaria. To come up with a new genus would be to overcomplicate what's already a pretty complicated system. And ironically, even though the monkey puzzle tree is what gave the species and the family its name, 99% of the rest of Araucaria species occur in Australia, New Zealand, Norfolk Island, or New Caledonia, the island chain just to the north of Norfolk Island. There is literally only one genus native to South America. Now that makes this the perfect time to move toward talking about the family that this plant is in, the Araucaceae. This family contains only three genera, Agathis, a New Zealand native known as the cowrie tree, Lemia, a genus that was previously known only from the fossil record and thought to be extinct until a grove was discovered in New South Wales, Australia in 1994. And right now, it is taking all of my willpower to stay on the topic of Araucaria and not go into the absolutely fascinating tale of Willemia. But in the interest of time, I'm going to muster up some control and just tell you that we will put some links on our website so you can experience this incredible story yourself. And the third genus in the family is, naturally, Araucaria. The heterophylla part of the name comes from the fact that the juvenile and mature foliage on the plant are really quite different. Young leaves grow in dense, soft, seaweed or coral-like columns, and once the leaves start to mature, they open up into pointier, more awl-like shapes and give the plant a much coarser habit. Norfolk Island pines are trees with a distinctive woody trunk and very dramatic branching from it. While the plants you've seen as houseplants are really nice looking, seeing a Norfolk Island pine growing in the landscape is a totally different experience. You can't miss the way they shape the space and the presence they create. 
They are also evergreens and conifers, which means they technically don't flower. They produce cone-like structures at the tips of their branches in the case of male plants, and female plants develop large pineapple-looking structures that fall to the ground when they're ripe. And they are big and heavy enough to actually cause injury if you were sitting under one when a female fruit fell. Don't worry though, this is not an issue that anyone growing it as a houseplant will ever experience. Interestingly, Norfolk Island pine and its relatives enjoyed worldwide distribution in prehistory and were even abundant across what is now North America, but they vanished in the Cretaceous Paleogene extinction, the same extinction event that killed off the dinosaurs. And though this plant has become a common choice for landscapes in mild areas and houseplants everywhere else, its natural occurrence is very limited to Norfolk Island itself. We'll post a link to a map of Norfolk Island on our website, but it's in a pretty interesting place. Its neighbors, which are still quite far away, but neighboring by virtue of being the nearest countries, are Australia, New Zealand, New Caledonia, Vanuatu, and Tahiti. The climate of Norfolk Island then shares some aspects of tropical climates and some of temperate climates. And get this, temperature-wise, Norfolk Island never gets colder than 43 degrees Fahrenheit and has never been warmer than 86 degrees Fahrenheit. Talk about the perfect climate. And we're going to talk about how to grow this plant at the end of this episode, but I want to take a moment to really just underline how special and unusual that climate is and just say, if you haven't succeeded trying to grow this plant, that's why. If you want to see Norfolk Island pine growing wild, you will have to get yourself all the way to Norfolk Island. And it looks absolutely gorgeous, if a bit remote. But the good news is that if you are able to get yourself to Norfolk Island, it's not going to take long till you start seeing Araucaria heterophylla growing everywhere on the island. It grows on the mountain and cliff sides and is frequently surrounded by palms, tree ferns, and all sorts of dreamy subtropical plants that I can't grow but long to. When we're talking about North America, the reason that we know Norfolk Island pine, of course, is its ubiquity as a houseplant, especially around the holidays. And if you live in, say, parts of Florida or California, you very well may have a couple growing as a landscape plant. That's pretty much as far as it goes for us, but naturally the plant had a lot of significance in Norfolk Island in the past. The infamous sea captain James Cook took one look at it and said, dang, that is the perfect plant for a ship's mast. And you can't blame him. They do have a very straight and long trunk with little to no branching and rarely ever grow crooked in any way. But being a conifer also means it's a softwood tree. And it was soon discovered that as perfect as the trunks looked growing in the wild, they didn't have the strength to be used as ship masts and that plan was abandoned. In Norfolk Island and Hawaii, the wood is commonly used for crafts and decorative purposes like carving and wood turning. The seeds, which form only on the female cones, are actually edible, though probably not a food source worth seeking out, even if you could find them. We're not covering any native people's use of Araucaria heterophylla because though there was evidence of them previously living on Norfolk Island, by the time the Europeans arrived there, it was uninhabited. And the first Europeans to settle Norfolk Island were actually mutineers from the HMS Bounty, and their relatives are estimated to make up about half the population of Norfolk Island to this day. So let's move on to how to grow this plant. And today, my focus is going to be primarily on success with Norfolk Island pine as a houseplant. As I mentioned a few times already, you can indeed grow it outdoors if you live in a very mild climate. It's considered hardy only to USDA zones 10 and warmer, which limits its outdoor use only to completely frost-free areas. I do want to mention, as an aside for the more adventurous gardeners out there, that its relative, the monkey puzzle tree, Araucaria araucara, 
is considered hardy to USDA Zone 7. It's obviously a different plant with a different look, but it will get attention and make you look and feel like a horticultural rock star, and that's always a fun thing. I know people who are successfully growing monkey puzzle trees in and around New York City, so if you're in USDA Zone 7, or even if you have a protected spot in warmer or coastal parts of USDA Zone 6, you might give it a try. Now, I think that killing a Norfolk Island pine is probably a rite of passage for most houseplant growers. I have killed more than my share, not out of neglect or disinterest or anything like that, but because the conditions that most of us have in our homes, especially during winter, and the conditions this plant will grow best in are oceans apart. About as far apart as Norfolk Island and Arauco in Chile, actually. The key to success with Norfolk Island pines indoors is cool temperatures, way cooler than most of us are willing to maintain our homes, and good air circulation, which means using some sort of fan, another thing most of us probably don't want running in our homes during winter. But let's go back to when I described the temperatures that typify Norfolk Islands. No colder than 43 degrees in winter, and no warmer than 86 degrees in the summer. Even though something like a bright, unheated porch might seem like it's ideal, it's probably going to be too cold for them in most climates during winter, and probably conversely too hot in summer. If you do tend to keep your home on the cool side and can place your Norfolk Island pine near a window or someplace that can have exposure to cool temperatures, you might stand a fighting chance. Now I have found that the growing mix used by most houseplant growers is very, very well drained, which is a good thing, but may make caring for your araucaria a little bit tricky, just because it's hard to keep moist enough, especially in the very low humidity environment of your house. So one thing to consider is to transplant it using a more moisture retentive potting mix or to consider some sort of permeable mulch like dried moss. Maybe even consider pebbles if you don't apply them too thickly just to help minimize moisture evaporation. All that said though, drainage is absolutely imperative. So make sure it never sits in any kind of water for any period of time. If you've just purchased a new plant and it's in some sort of decorative container, check to see whether there are drainage holes in the bottom. And if there are not, always slide it out of that decorative container to water it and let it drain completely before putting it back in. Your Norfolk Island pine will want the brightest light you can give it, and ideally from all sides. So something like you'd see in a sunroom or conservatory. You can keep your plant in less than ideal conditions for short periods, like if you want to use it as a living Christmas tree and want to enjoy it in your living room, but I wouldn't recommend trying that for much longer than a month or so, or it will start suffering. And what does that look like? Well, typically, they develop a much more sparse and broad habit. They might look kind of sad and droopy with color that isn't as vibrant as it should be. If they stop putting on new growth, that's a telltale sign that they are very stressed. If it's at all possible, you should plan to move your Norfolk Island pine outdoors in summer so it can have at least one season of good growing conditions. A few more things as we wrap up this episode. It's never fun to have a plant die on you, but please do not beat yourself up over Norfolk Island pine. If you take a look at Norfolk Island and read about its climate and its ecosystem, you'll soon learn that your house or apartment is a far cry from those conditions, and that's why it merely tolerates growing indoors rather than thriving. So if you love them and they never live, go ahead and treat yourself to a new one every year. Try placing it in a different location than you did the previous one and see if they might be better for it. Don't get discouraged and do keep experimenting. I mentioned earlier that at the holidays, Norfolk Island pines are covered in glitter, sprayed in some sort of snow-like flocking to make them look, I don't know, more festive, I guess. But if you buy one of these plants, I'm afraid I have zero good advice on how you might remove these coatings, should you tire of them, nor how they would impact your plant's long-term health. I fear that's not good, however, as any such coatings will interfere with photosynthesis, and if your plant isn't photosynthesizing well, it's not growing well. It's going to get stressed, and you will then become stressed. 
And as for lights, it's perfectly fine to dress your plant up with lights for a few weeks over the holidays. I definitely recommend some LED lights or other types of decorations that stay cool instead of heating up just to minimize any potential fire hazard. And I'd recommend using them only in winter or better yet, just over the holidays. So that's all we've got for the Norfolk Island Pine. Don't forget to visit our website, mypwcolorchoices.com, and click on podcasts so you can read today's show notes, see photos of the plants we've discussed, and get links for further research on the many, many topics that we can't cover in the span of a podcast episode. You've been listening to Every Plant Deserves a Podcast, brought to you by Proven Winners Color Choice Shrubs. I'm Stacey Hervella. Our recording, production, and sound design is done by Adriana Robinson, and our cover art is by Shannon Downey. To learn more about us, what we do, and why we do it, visit provenwinnerscolorchoice.com. You can also contact us there with your own suggestions about which plants we should cover. We hope that you'll find a chance to share a random plant fact with someone today. Thanks for listening.